So I, I threw something at you. Uh, does a construction firm have a duty to keep a COVID-free job site? A COVID-free job site. So I would say in the most basic sense, right? So the contractor, the construction manager would have responsibility under the law and probably under the contract documents. I would imagine certainly under the contract documents um, for safety um, on the site to comply with all safety rules, regs, laws, et cetera, applicable to the performance of the work. And then just like anything else, right? Like safe scaffolds, safe ladders, um, Firewatch, site safety manager, that kind of stuff, you would look to delegate that to your subcontractors, right? And that risk transfer would go down the line from the owner to the construction manager or general contractor to the subs um, from, from every stand, right? Through indemnification provisions and through insurance products. But I think what's going to happen is someone will, if a worker claims to have been exposed on the job site, there's going to have to be some, it's going to be very difficult to establish liability, considering that person had to leave his or her home, travel to the work site, and has been exposed to any number of people between home and the job site and the way back, and at the grocery store that he or she stopped at. Um, or any other errand he or she may have run at the dry cleaner or anything else or, or picked up a beer or a sandwich at the deli. Um, and I think it's going to be a causation problem, but I, I don't, I mean, again, I don't have the answers, but I suspect that these COVID guidelines um, for the Department of Buildings, Empire State, OSHA, etc., will be dumped in the bucket of safety regulations that have to be complied with on site. So, so what are you what are you recommending in this midst of COVID nineteen? What are you actually recommending your AEC firms to to be doing? So, we're we're drawing a distinction between AE and C. Um, okay. The architects and engineers have different questions um, and different problems. Um, and only briefly to say, right? They they don't. They don't do construction. So first were the questions that while construction is essential and jobs can be open, can the architects and engineers be open um, in their offices? And can they go to job sites? And then it became, do we have to go? I don't want to go. And my employees don't want to go because they don't feel safe. Um, so we started advising um, on those issues as well as alternative means, which, you know, like I said, because I have represented the design professionals, the contractors, the property owners sort of been wearing the various hats. Um, with the benefit of representing the contractors, I was able to explain to some of the design professionals um, what's been going on on the sites that have been open um, during this, you know, as essential with limited workforce and limited activity because um, all of them are limited, even if they're fully open. Um, and we've devised some, some strategies to help them perform their site visits without necessarily always having to go to the site. 
and also giving them some insight into the safety precautions that some of the contractors in the city have been implementing so they could feel safe and going. Um, and and that's, that's been helpful for them. Um, our corporate, my corporate partners and my firm have been advising them in terms of their relationships with their employees, you know, their employment relationships in their firm. With respect to the contractors, we've been advising them with respect to compliance with the DOB and ESDC um, Empire State guidelines, um, how, you know, good practice to implement them so that they are in compliance and protecting themselves, mitigating the risk um, against liability, but also making sure the workers coming to site feel safe because they're not going to come and they're not going to be productive if they don't feel safe. Um, and then, of course, the, the bottom line from the lawyer's perspective is how are we going to protect you vis-a-vis -vis the owner, right? How are you going to get paid for this? How are you going to get the time and the money you need to complete the job? And what does the new schedule and the new budget look like? Um, and, and you have to just wade through those issues and the personalities of every job, you know, and a lot of owners don't want to hear it. They call it a project team, right? Because we're, we're really all on the team, um, no matter where you sit at the table, trying to get the job done for the right price um, and, and safely. You know, and, and in this pandemic, that doesn't mean without labor law 240 claims, it means with people not getting sick. Um, right. and, and so far it's been challenging, but but been going relatively well, I would say. Yeah, I, it's 10 to 20% of the projects are moving forward. I don't know if it's two weeks, I don't know if it's four weeks when New York City, or if it's two months when New York, when all construction, both essential and non-essential, turns on. Um, it's going to be an interesting phase. You talk about making workers feel safe, which is, I believe, the intent you need to think through that should guide your way. So I'm going to say I'm a worker. And for the last two months, I've been at least every other day into Manhattan at my office. But get city, whatever that means, I know my 30-minute drive will no longer be a 30-minute drive. And parking illegally outside the building is not going to happen anymore without getting a ticket and being the only one through the lobby and up the elevator which has been my experience for two months now will end so it'll be interesting to see how i personally feel going out and about when things turn on jess i want to switch a little bit to cre side so yep. owner, um whether it's a construction project or even in general Who's paying their rent? Who has to pay their rent? What are the disruptions in Manhattan? And if I had 15 mixed-use buildings, what would you be telling me right now as all my tenants refuse to send me a check? So what, what we're seeing is that, is that um, and again, from the news, this is not, not my area of expertise, but I'm, I'm reading about it and hearing about it from my real estate partners in my law firm, 
um, they have clients reaching out to them to go back. Remember that lease, uh, office lease we signed? Can you take a look at it? Is there any loophole? What are my obligations under my lease? In you know, we talked about force majeure in the construction context, but do I have any relief in my lease um, due to the pandemic, due to the COVID shutdown and my inability to occupy the office? Um, of course, everyone is also looking at their insurance policies, corruption insurance policies, to see if they can get any relief. I understand that all the claims will likely be denied in the first um, because there's no physical destruction to the office, like a flood type of things that traditionally um, would corruption insurance. However, those things will be litigated over many, many, many years. But by then, the back rent will be just dead, right? You will, you will either, you likely will, if you stop paying your rent, no longer be occupying the space. Um, and again, from a lawyer's perspective, um, being asked to try to renegotiate your lease, um, especially if, if you have a reasonably good relationship with the landlord, because I'm sure the landlord's um, you know, in every sense, would rather make a deal and get paid something rather than have people just withhold rent. Um, what do they say? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? Um, and, and that will be, when the courts reopen, I'm sure a big source of, of litigation, the unpaid rents and the business interruption insurance, what it should and should not cover um, will be policy specific, um, but but a lot of these policies are standard issue, just like general, you know, any other general liability policy. So those things will be interesting. Um, but it's it's like anything else, like on a construction project, it's a, it's with your owner and you're the contractor. Who's going to pay for this, and can we share the risk? It's nobody's fault, um, but is there a way that we can share the risk? What will be more interesting is seeing, you know, new leases and new con new commercial real estate buildings going up as we hear about larger banks, investment banks, law firms, et cetera, raising these questions of what should our offices look like, uh, what should the space look like, and how much space do we need? Um, so the, the landlords are going to have to be cooperative with their tenants in negotiating maybe renegotiating existing deals, making deals in terms of the rent that's outstanding from the pandemic, and, and talking about space going forward. Um, because I think, I, I'm certain, that the trends that we thought were coming down the pike at the beginning of this calendar year, like co-working and shared offices and open plans, um, irrespective of the WeWork busted IPO um, are a thing of the past. Um, I'm not sitting, I, I was uh, begged my firm to take space at WeWork, notwithstanding our existing brick and mortar, um, but I will not be working at a co-working space <laughs> anytime no. soon. Um, yeah, I, different, different mentality. Who would have thought that, that how things completely are standing on its head and again, I don't think it's done good yet to a lot of people. Um, 
Some people, maybe they're just thinking they're in a bad dream and in another month or two, it's over. Uh, we, have a, we have a long way to go before society is inoculated by this one. I, I, think, I think that's right. And like we said at the beginning of the conversation, there's just so many moving parts. And like you said, there's, it's an ecosystem. Um, you have to get to work. You have to get up to your office in the elevator. You have to um, contend with your children and school and they have to get to their places. Um, your spouse or partner, they have to work, you know, they have their challenges. And it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, it, it will be maybe a bad movie, but a movie to see one day in the future, right? Something for the history books. Um, just to see the technology that changes and, and the transformation of, you know, what's been the American workplace. Um, some of my, my friends, colleagues, peers, we're laughing that the rest of the world is seeing what the life of a working mom is like. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's interesting too. Um, and a lot, there are a lot of different paradigms going on now that you're right, working from home, especially now if you have, I have two colleges. So the first semester, I'll speak that way, I was an empty nester for the first time with myself and my wife. And then the second semester, both of them are back home. So our days are very different. Um, and I know everyone's going through that same type of challenge. What will be interesting to see is the opportunities in front of us. Because with every big disruption, it opens up opportunities. You know, I, I used to look back very traditionally in how I look at things. And now all of a sudden you're, you're having to measure and manage differently. And it's testing other skills that you need to develop. And now you're actually focused more on the results as much as the finesse of the person in front of you. So there are a lot of new things we're learning, I think. I hope for the better. I, I, I hope for the better as well. Um, and like I said, it's, it's interesting. Um, everyone has their perspective. But for me, working in the position I've been in, you said your customers are repeat customers. You work with the same organizations um, time and yep. time again, you know, um, over the years. And I'm sure that that's to your credit and it benefits you, right? Because even if, your clients, they can't see you and shake your hand or sit and have a cup of coffee or have a meeting in the traditional sense. They know you um, and they know that you um, are part of their team and you have a vested interest in the success of their project. And I think that now more than ever, having developed those professional relationships, um, I'm seeing the importance and the benefits of those, um, having been practicing for, like I said, you know, about 20 years, um, but working at the same place for 16 and with a lot of the same clients. And it just, it, it gives you some good perspective, um, which has been the silver lining here. I really see the importance and the benefits of the relationships that I've established over the years um, doing this. And so when I'm giving legal advice, even though I'm not giving it in the same way with a suit on and shaking hands and sitting in a meeting. Um, I know my clients trust me and, you know, there's value in that. And like I said, my first day at home was March 13th. It wasn't planned. It's because my kids school closed. And, and so you just, 
you adjust, you adapt, and you do things differently, but it's, it's not negative and it doesn't have to be. Um, I'm busy, I'm working, and, and like I said, hopefully using the information that's available and analyzing the information that's available, helping create some solutions or at least mitigate the, the risk and the challenges uh, that have been presented to us. And, and yeah. it's important. Yeah, Jess, I think we are blessed that we're working. We're, we're blessed that, you know, through change, good comes with the right positive perspective. That's yeah. exciting to me. After a while, it's like, okay, you know, I, I'm not saying that oh, I'm so happy that we have all this change and disruption, but at the same time, it makes you really look in the mirror again, and, and it's healthy. You know, I think so. With that, you were great talking, Jess. You too. Really good to talk to you. Uh, we have to have a follow-up maybe in a couple of months or six months past to see how positive we are. Yes. I'm sure we will be. Anyway, this was Taliesin Talk, Joseph Rigazio. I had Jessica Rothman with Ingram, Yuzak Gannon, Carol Bertolotti. She's a <laughs> And thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It was nice to meet you. Next time in real life. <laughs>